What's up, everybody? We're back. It's Thursday. Welcome to the X-Button Podcast. Today is Thursday. I don't know why I paused there for a second. Dramatic effect, I guess, if you want to call it that. How's everybody day How's everybody day going? How about a day going? Uh, <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I went into that voice. How is everybody's day going? How's everybody's week? I can't say it. I can't, I can't speak today. I can't speak. Again, the podcast is over. Fudge. All right. How is everybody's day going to be when you find out that there is a Call of Duty coming out on Friday? Sorry. I'm, I'm in a weird energy today. I don't know what it is. I feel wide awake and I got to go to bed soon. And that's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. Being a responsible adult. It's great. I love it too. Mm. So how's everybody doing? I, I'm going to ask again. And uh, this time, please answer. Just say it out loud wherever you are. I don't care if you're at work. Just go, I'm great, dude. Do a Hulk Hogan impression whenever you do it. Um, and it'll make me proud. It'll make me a happy boy. Uh, today was a great day. You know, I just got to chill. Dude, let me tell you something. <sighs> All right. So I'm not a big cooker. I'm not, you know, I don't really, I'm not really in the kitchen with the pots uh, very often. Which is weird because I'm part Filipino and we love to eat and we love to cook. I just haven't really messed with it too much. And I'm starting to enjoy it slowly. But today I got to experiment with a little thing called an air fryer. And holy fuck, dude. It's like it shot me into 2025. You know what I'm saying? Like six, five, three, four years, five years away, four years away. Uh, <laughs> fuck, dude. It's, it's almost 2023. Holy shit. It's not. It's, 20, it's almost 2022. See, I don't know where my head is this episode. I'm sorry. Everybody say shut up and let's keep going. We'll just forget all that that I just said. I'm I'm scatterbrained right now. Let me calm down. Maybe it's it could be a sugar high. I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's just me uh, being excited to be back with you guys. You know I love doing this podcast. It's fun. It's exciting. And uh, sometimes the energies are off. Sometimes you'll catch me and I'll be like, so. Uh, Animal Crossing got an update, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes you get me like this where I just won't shut the fuck up. But we will get right into it. Let's get let's just get into the goddamn show. Today we are covering Call of Duty. Why is it still have why does it still have the long-term appeal that it has? We're going to be talking about the Animal Crossing update or lack thereof, and we're going to be talking about Rise of Republic and we're also going to be talking about how is the Switch OLED performing after 3 weeks of owning one? How has it been? How's it, you know, I, I feel like it's nice to update you guys on how, how it's been going with that because it's a new console. I know a lot of people don't really have their hands on it yet, but it is something that like we can kind of vibe on, you know, I can give you, I can give you the gist. Maybe you want to buy one in the, in the winter. If you get your hands on one, maybe you want to check Wario 64 on Twitter to try to get one or, you know, maybe it's a gift. It's, it's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I also want to do an episode on good holiday gifts for gamers. That's going to be another one. Um, so we'll get to that maybe on Friday or uh, maybe Monday. The Ted Lasso Season 2 review will definitely not be this week. It'll be next week some point. I got to get my brother available. We'll probably record it over the weekend. It'll probably be Monday. So uh, if you enjoyed Ted Lasso one Season 1 or whatever, we will have Season 2 reviewed on Monday. Uh, we had both seen it. It's just we need time to like get together. You know, we both have jobs and stuff, so uh, scheduling. We're just working on scheduling, but it will be done. I thoroughly enjoyed talking about the season one 
And, uh, yeah, it was great. I, lo- I love dissecting shows like that, just going episode by episode, sitting down and reliving it in the moment. And I, I, we did that with, like, Loki. We had a Loki review, if you missed that, or if you're new here. We did a Loki review. We went through every episode, and it was, like, an hour and a half long. It was beautiful. We, we all got to give our own insights on what we were thinking at the time of watching each episode and kind of reflecting on how it all impacted us as it evolved knowing where it evolves to so that's one of my favorite aspects of doing the reviews for shows it's just something that we can kind of like relive in the moment and that's great so like i said if you haven't seen ted lasso go watch it it's on apple tv plus and it's a a phenomenal show it's a feel-good show too it's like it's it's a lot of feel-good moments it's a it's a comedy you know it's Obviously, like, The Office has a couple sad moments with, like, Jim and Pam or, or uh, Michael, you know, obviously the, the end of that story or whatever. But for the most part, it's like a comedy. It's fun. It's it's lighthearted. It's just like a story. And that's kind of what this is. It's very similar to that in the, in the sense of, like, it's mostly there for laughs. And it does have a through line for the story. But in the end, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you, you might try so hard and get so far but in the end it doesn't even matter uh have you guys listened to that see my, i'm scatterbrained but have you guys listened to that on some airpods with that dolby enhancement for iphones go to hybrid theory and go bump that real quick on your airpods you might be surprised i mean you might be surprised prize because it's it actually sounds really fucking good and i know like back in the day you would see like amvs anime music videos with like Vegeta and Goku fighting and fucking, you know, Linkin Park playing in the background. It, it's it's weird, but I don't know what made me think of that. Maybe because I'm scatterbrained. Stay on focus, Jordan. Okay, I got you. I'll do that for you. I'm already lost. Where are we, where were we at? I don't know. Um, But let's just get into it. Watch Ted Lasso. Uh, ch- you know, use an air fryer. Catch up on life. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a, um, a spasm of enlightenment. Is that, is that, that sounds weird to say. I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Anyways, fuck it. Let's get into the show for the fifth time. Let's start off with the Animal Crossing update. Uh, today is Thursday. Um, as of recording this episode, it is Wednesday. The Animal Crossing 2.0 update comes out on friday or supposed supposedly supposed to come out on friday however if you go to your animal crossing game now and press start or plus and do check for update you'll update 2.0 now so it's available now if you want to get into that new update uh it has a bunch of new stuff it has like the roost it has uh you know the the house editing and stuff it has a lot of like quality of life i believe you have like a bunch of things you can spend nook miles on that enhance your experience a bunch of new items a slew of new items uh, it's a massive update. It's the only update for the game that they're going to release, apparently. So that's the sad part. And uh, if you wanted to spend money, there's DLC coming out on Friday. I don't think that's released yet. But the update is live. So if you want to check it out, it's live now. Go peep it. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Animal Crossing is a great game. If you uh, want something chill to play and kind of like... Oh, man, I, I, I got to do another chill game list because that was like... You know, that one's like peak chill. It's just fucking, it's, it's relaxation, turn on a podcast or even a movie. I like doing two things at once and 
you know, it can kind of be pretty, pretty relaxing and you kind of get like that Minecraft fix or like a Lego fix where you're just putting pieces together. You put in your house together, you know, you're de designing your island and making it unique and oh, like I, I got a piece, I got a corner piece to like a boxing ring and then I found out a way to buy the rest of them. So I bought three, three more. I put them together. I colored them and I put a logo on the side that had the WWE symbol and then I put chairs around it. Now I have a wrestling ring. I know it's a boxing ring, but it's a wrestling ring in my island <laughs> and uh, it's just something cool to do. Like I, I, I like how you can kind of do shit like that. Um, and they have a ton of things. Like I, I, I had a basketball goal and I, I drew out in a pathway on the ground in the, you know, in the grass. I made a design for like a basketball court. So now I have a basketball court on my thing. I put a bunch of basketballs around it and you can do like cool little design stuff like that in your house, outside of your house, uh, all over your island. And then on the DLC, you actually get to customize all these different houses on a different island. So uh, that's the whole point of that. It's called like Happy Home Decorator or something like that. And uh, it's awesome. You know, love Animal Crossing. I fell off for a while, but it seems like this update is giving you a big reason to go back. A lot of things to spend Nook Miles and Bells on. So go check it out. It's available now. The DLC comes out Friday, tomorrow. So if you're interested in that, look out for that. It's also included in the price for the expansion pack Nintendo Switch Online service. So if you had already gotten that for the N64 games, you should have access to the Animal Crossing DLC when it comes out. Uh, next up is... What have I been playing? And that's Riders Republic. And I'll, I'll be honest. As I said on the last episode, I'm getting a little burnt out on it. But I'm finding more of the... Uh, I keep calling them shaddy shaddy something races which are the ones that are like here's a bike with rockets on it here is a glider that's made out of a paper plane you know here's a fucking uh here's a, a downhill bike that you ride on a road but it has like a drift wheel on the back so you have to like drift around corners really tight it, it's got cool stuff like that so those races have been very interesting and i've actually been digging those a lot also dicking around with my friend on there gruber We've been, uh, <laughs> it's been like a lot of, we've just been going to like stunts and doing them a bunch. And, uh, I realized that like, you can't start the, the actual event together in like one instance, but when you do start it, you're still interacting with people around you. So as you're doing like a stunt, for instance, there's one in the main lobby area of Riders Ridge where it is a tree obstacle course where you are riding on like thin planks on a bike and you're making these tight jumps and your goal is to get to the top of this this thing. And you have to make these like really, really intense jumps. Uh, I started that with him. And of course, he was struggling with it. I wasn't. Of course, I'm cultured. He's not. Of course, he'll defend himself when he gets back on, I'm sure. But for now, since he's not here, of course I was doing better than him. But that's not the case. The point is, we were able to do these stunt missions together. And that has actually brought a lot of like... Uh, more interesting feels to it because like there's a ton of stunts and the fact I was worried at first cause like I, I can do it myself in a solo event, uh, without him, but we can both do that event at the same time, putting us in the same, like right next to each other. Basically we're basically interacting in the same open world next to each other. So we just both show up there and then we do it and it's awesome. Uh, so I have been digging that. I've been digging that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I feel like most of the races are kind of, they're good. 
I think the I think the worst, and I hate to say this because I actually do enjoy it in a way, um, is the downhill biking. If for some reason, going that fast downhill, especially when you get higher level bikes, making the tight turns and shit can be kind of a, a drag. Also, uh, you're going so fast downhill that if there's like a an indent like that you're about to drive over, it'll think you're in the air. And then if you're holding like a trigger R2, L2 or something, or you accidentally tap it while you're midair, it'll think you're doing a trick and you'll crash pretty much because you're doing some weird tweak midair. Uh, so it's hard to get used to that because they can kind of instantly like as you're going really fast, just like pop you off the ground and you're doing a trick and then you look like an idiot. Uh, or at least I did. Hmm. Then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like I like the game a lot. I enjoy, I'm still enjoying it. That is that. But Friday, we have a game coming out called Call of Duty Vanguard. I had been very hesitant on this game over the past, uh, I guess, a couple months. Whenever the deal, whenever the beta dropped, that's when I was very like salty on it. And I'm, I started to make me wonder, like, what is the appeal of Call of Duty? What makes it so enticing, or what makes it people? What makes it have people come back? Um, because I know it's like. It's a taboo thing to kind of like Call of Duty at this point, in a way, because it's such a, you know, people people accuse Activision, which I mean, it's it's kind of hard to debate against it, but people accuse Activision of being like money hungry. They got you know a bunch of DLC. They did make the maps and updates free now, and that's kind of like a trend in the future that like has been pretty awesome. I'm glad they kind of got away from season passes, but those season passes have evolved into battle passes, which you can still buy. And I like that because most of it's, you know, uh, most of it is cosmetic. So you don't really have to worry about getting the battle passes. It's more of you, like, choosing to get it if you want. And I, I like that feature. I like it being something optional. And I like that the maps still come free. So it still gives you, like, a reason to kind of play. And, of course, whenever the seasons update, you kind of get to work towards your levels more. And that's all in dandy. And then, of course, in Vanguard, there's going to be newer modes like the Champion Hill mode and stuff like that. Uh, of course, the campaign, they did an event uh, last night where Migos performed for some fucking reason at a World War II game. <laughs> put, them in, put them in the game. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, anyways, they uh, they showed off some campaign gameplay, and it looked phenomenal graphically. Like... Like if you play Cold War on, or Cold War campaign, not online. I don't know where I was going with that. If you play Cold War uh, campaign single player, graphically it looks impressive. You have the ray tracing on there, HD graphics, whatever, HD uh, pack, texture pack. It looks phenomenal. It actually does look impressive. Um, it's kind of weird because in multiplayer you can kind of get lost in the sauce and like be like, okay, it's multiplayer. Everything is like a blur. You're just playing the same shit over and over. But when you're in the story mode and dynamic things are happening and, the you know, weather is doing certain things and like the story is doing certain things and there's explosions and all this stuff. It looks like a different game almost. It's kind of weird. So looking into this one, obviously Vanguard is based in world war two. So it's interesting to see this because it's like seeing an HD or I keep saying HD, but like a 4k, you know, 4k world war two experience, which I guess is the draw here. Like, Going into it, I was thinking, what is the purpose of this? Like, you know, why are you going back to World War II after the seventh time you've done it? But looking at it now, as we're closer to launch and I'm getting FOMO and fucking uh, it's just another Call of Duty and Cold War's dying down and Warzone is changing maps and integrating 
um, Vanguard content into their battle pass and their gameplay. And, you know, they got characters coming over and a special Vanguard mode. It's a little, it feels like the tide is changing and I feel like I'm in the, you know, I'm fucking way back, you know, FOMO is setting in, put it that way. And I'm also hearing that from the beta, there are a lot of improvements that they've made from just quality of life things from that beta, uh, basic things like muzzle flash and, uh, how damage works and fucking how the kill streaks work and how some of the, some of the things that were bullshit, like spawns are being mixed up and changed before launch. And it seems like everything that I didn't like about that beta might slash could be fixed by release. So it, it seems like they've said that they fixed a bunch and I've read that they fixed a lot of things I cared about. So that's awesome. But I, I kind of want to see it in action and see if it makes the game better or just makes makes it a polished turd, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, what is the appeal of Call of Duty, you know? It's a... Uh, it's... I wouldn't say it's like Madden, you know? It's not something that you get every year and it's just... It's the same exact thing. Um, if you do play the games every year, they are different. I mean, if you look at Modern Warfare to Cold War... Or uh, what the fuck was before Cold War? Or I mean, Modern Warfare. Um, Black Ops 4? I think. Sledgehammer take a year off? Uh, whatever it was before. I think it was Black Ops 4, but I could be wrong. Black Ops 4 and then Modern Warfare where it's like realistic. You have the, the new uh, movements. You have the audio that they actually took time out of their, out of their you know, development to uh master and they even won awards for their audio specifically and you hit you shoot a a shotgun in modern warfare and it feels like a fucking thud like a cannon and uh like you're actually holding it in your hands and i think that's exactly what these games need to keep doing but of course there are different devs you're dealing with treyarch and sledgehammer and infinity ward so after infinity ward does modern warfare you know you get cold war by treyarch so zombies is like top notch campaign is pretty great they still kind of dive into the numbers thing and the multiplayer DLC stuff. Uh, and they go a little crazy with the zombies. But obviously, at this point, there's no blackout. So it is just a streamlined, classic Call of Duty experience with campaign, multiplayer zombies. And that's what it is. Uh, I do like how like all the devs are kind of embracing zombies. Because before, like way back, it was like... Uh, I mean, obviously they've been doing zombies in each game like for a while now, but there was a point where it would be zombies in Treyarch near the beginning and, uh, you know, Modern Warfare would have like spec ops or some shit and Sledgehammer had special operations or something like that. I think it's the same thing. Spec ops, special operations, whatever. But I, uh, yeah. What's the appeal? Uh, what's the appeal there? I think it's, I think it's safe. I think it's something that like you start playing it. And it kind of becomes what I like to call a podcast game where it's not, it's not unique, but I feel like there are certain games that are, you know, easy to play and just kind of like mindlessly play, not have to worry about dialogue or anything. You can turn on a podcast, you can turn on music, you can hang out with friends, you can talk to your parents, you can do whatever the fuck you want and still play Call of Duty and just be like vibing, you know? I think that's what the benefit of it is. And then on top of that, it, they have many different lanes to go down. I think one thing Call of Duty does right is they they give you options. Like campaign is there for people who love campaign. The one year they got rid of it, which I believe was Black Ops 4, that it still did well. It still sold well uh, because they had 
fucking blackout. But it was weird. There's there a lot of people complaining about it now that it's back in Modern Warfare, which was I personally thought was fucking awesome. It even had like a weird tease slash head nod to the old Modern Warfare's at the end of it. And I was like, what the fuck? That's so dope. I loved it. Not to mention it looks great. Then Cold War comes out. I didn't finish the story. I probably should before Friday. That's something to do, I guess. But uh, I did get halfway through it, and it is like cinematic as shit. You're you're in the Cold War, and it's it's beautiful PlayStation Five graphics. Like it looks great. So having that same experience in World War Two is going to be exciting. But uh, you know, that's the campaign experience. Basically, you kind of sign up for that if you are into that kind of thing. Uh, I, that hasn't been the main reason I've ever bought a Call of Duty, but I, back in like the Modern Warfare days, uh, they were great, and I even bought the remasters for those that only had the campaign. So, you know, it says something about them having that. Um, then you have multiplayer. Of course, it's undeniable that multiplayer is such a big asset to Call of Duty. They have the Evo stuff going on, or the Championship, whatever CDL stuff. You have. Uh, you know, casual play, you have the party games, you have like gun game and, and six and stones and stuff. And then with that recent update on cold war, you had the screen mode, which was, I would say amazing. I feel like you just toss that into the fucking new game. You know what I'm saying? But I know it's like a, a Halloween thing. I don't know how they would implement it outside of it being a Halloween theme, but it, it's fine. Just as long as they keep up with the steady updates, which I think is a main pillar of their gameplay lately. It's been a very much, updating it like with the scream update and like having a battle pass and not just having a battle pass, but like a living battle pass or a season where the battle pass starts, you're earning rewards. Yeah. 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 You're playing the game. There is new stuff to interact with. And then like halfway through the battle pass, they give you like a mix up. Here's new modes. Here's, here's a new map. Here's something new. And then, uh, and by battle pass, I mean season, but, uh, you know, mid season, they have a, an update of some sort. And then it ends, which starts a new season. New stuff is out. So I love that Like there, there is kind of like a weird schedule in place where you are constantly getting new updates in Call of Duty. It doesn't really get dry in the sense of content coming in for like zombies and, and multiplayer. So if they keep that up in World War II, that'd be awesome. Love that. And then a third pillar is zombies, of course. Zombies is a big pillar. They have Easter eggs. They have the, you know, now they have like bosses you can fight. They have uh, secrets. They have uh, basically a story path in it now. Uh, they've they've been doing it, I believe, for a while. But I think like interactive, actually doing quests and missions and stuff uh, to get to that final boss in that level. Very difficult. Sometimes it's hidden. Sometimes it's part of the Easter egg. But it's there, and it, there is like longevity. And on top of that, you also level up your perks and items, and and your uh, your loadouts for zombies. And it, there's like a wide strategy to kind of getting far into zombies. So that's a whole other thing. So there are three reasons there to buy Call of Duty. And then if none of that satiates your your taste for it, it's just an all around, for the most part. Or I mean, arguably, I guess it's a solid game. Uh, you're kind of dealing with a AAA developer who knows how to make their game. Uh, even if you don't like the gameplay, even if I didn't like how uh, World War II, or not World War II, Vanguard was playing in the beta, you know, it's AAA developers. They're going to go through and fix things. Just Sledgehammer is very well known for going back and fixing issues and listening to the community. So Sledgehammer is a great dev. Uh, and I, I, I hate the idea of all these devs kind of being like, 
blacklisted by gamers, by some gamers. Obviously, it's, it's wide selling. A lot of people love Call of Duty, but I, I, I think it's kind of weird that people just write off Call of Duty and just like fuck it. It's you know, it is what it is. I think while I don't think it's like it should be game of the year or fucking uh, praised more, you know, I, it's, it's nothing like that. I just feel like people should sometimes, sometimes, because I know it's a yearly release, give it a chance. Like Modern Warfare was amazing. The new one, fucking amazing. Cold War was great. At first, I had regretted buying that. I was like, oh, God, it's not what I wanted. But again, it's AAA developers. They they know what to do. They listen to the community, and they come through and fix all the issues. And by the time I was playing, I've been playing it for, like, the past year. And I was like, how the fuck did they keep me on this long? Because uh, even Modern Warfare, I fell off. Uh, Warzone, I fell off, which is an expansion to Modern Warfare, pretty much. It's the same game engine. So it's weird how they do that. But... Uh, I think all that combined, I think that weird, uh, for lack of a better term, zeitgeist of it being a negative thing to play Call of Duty, I think all that combined, I think I'm still diving into it because of the history of the longevity of the gameplay, of it being a AAA developer. The the quality is there. Um, Of course, like I said, some of it may be arguable, but... I don't think it's a bad thing if somebody says, hey, I'm going to buy Call of Duty this year. Uh, I, I've been trying in my fucking... I've been trying every year to go, hey, I'm done buying this game. Simply because I feel like for the longest it had that weird stigma that it's just like a negative experience. It's a money-hungry experience. And I know Activision is going through their own issues right now about sexual harassment, misconduct, and all that. Um, that aside, and that's a big aside... I think the developers of the game shouldn't shouldn't suffer for the bad eggs that are in those those companies. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's where I that's where I stand on the whole misconduct stuff. I think the people who who did the misconduct should be fired and let go, or whatever. But I don't think if I've been working on something for a year or two years or ever or three years, however long these games get made, uh, and it comes out with that solid with very little bugs, I mean. I would feel so pissed if I got to that end and my boss sexually harassed somebody. And then it's, you know, everybody's like, oh, fuck that developer. Fuck, uh, fuck that game. Let's not buy it. You know, it, it creates a, it creates an even worse situation. We should praise, or at least we should try to praise the devs. I know you're still kind of supporting the company by giving them money, but uh, I feel like it's more important to kind of give, you know, cause there's a lot of people behind these games. And I feel like the ones that are kind of like boycotting stuff because of this kind of stuff is like a little crazy. Not to mention, I think Activision Blizzard is trying to like get around this whole controversy too by delaying Overwatch and Diablo, which they said is not coming out until 2023 now, which is fine. 2022 is way too busy. I'm completely fine with that, but... I'm wondering if it's a little bit of a, a swerve to kind of get around the misconduct stuff. I don't think it should be forgotten. I definitely think that anybody in, involved with it should be fired. Uh, the people who suffered from it should be... I'm not really sure what they should be. I think they should just have justice and maybe even compensated for having to deal with that, obviously, uh, if, it, if it's something that like traumatic... They would need something, like give them something. I don't know what they. It depends on what they would want, I guess. I, I'm not, I'm not that into it, but uh, you get my point. Anyways, I went way off on that one. 
<laughs> so let me get into the last topic of the episode and then we will cut out of here the last three minutes of the show I have had a Switch OLED for three weeks. I know this is a weird transition to go from sexual misconduct to a Switch OLED, but we're here. It's Thursday. Deal with it. I'm just joking. Uh, I miss you guys. I love you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so I've had an OLED for, you know, three weeks. Got it at launch. Played Met- Metoid Doed, and I absolutely fucking loved it. Metroid Dread it might be... I keep saying it was my game of the year when it came. I was like, oh, my God, I loved it. But uh, it's definitely in contention for my game of the year. Uh, I think everything about it was great. But I think it was only enhanced by the Switch OLED. And what comes with that is a bigger screen, a a better kickstand. Uh, Obviously, with the bigger screen, I was more encouraged to play it in handheld mode. That was a big selling point for it for me. Because before, I didn't really play in handheld mode. I didn't really care... I, I mainly played on my TV, and that was that with my pro controller, and, and it, it is what it is. And that may be due because most of my Joy-Cons had drift, so and I'm waiting for the day my white ones get it. But uh, so far, knock on wood, that my white ones are good because um, they're still kind of new. But recently, we've been playing Mario Party, and I've been playing with my brother, and uh, we've been using tabletop mode because of where we were. We were just out and about. And it works flawlessly. It, it works so great. It like the kickstand is so sturdy. It feels like a a, a Microsoft Surface. It's so sturdy. It's kind of like hard to open sometimes. It feels like it's like real tight. Love that. And, and you can also like lean it far back, way past like ninety degrees. And it, it is that is phenomenal. On top of that, the screen is bigger. The colors are so vibrant. I've I've absolutely been loving the Switch OLED so far. I've revisited older games. I've been playing way more in handheld and uh, tabletop mode than I would expect. And I, I even feel like without any other upgrades, since it's mainly just a visual handheld upgrade, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I have this like great feature that I'm not using whenever I have it in, in docked mode. So if it's a single player game, I'll take it off and just play handheld and be like, the screen is so fucking great. And to have it like up close in front of you is a different experience than just sitting back and doing the whole TV thing. So absolutely been loving it. Uh, I really hope it's available this winter for Christmas or, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate. I really hope it's uh, somewhere available for you to get it. I, I highly recommend any new switch owner, get it. Um, if you get, if you're getting a switch for a gift, I would try to get the OLED uh, maybe if it's a kid, you don't really have to worry about it. But as a adult or a teenager, I would say highly recommend the OLED for sure because it's a different experience. You're getting a better screen. And honestly, when you compare the screen side by side, the old one is so subpar that it just it feels like older tech just entirely. But the build of the Switch OLED is even like it feels heavier. It feels more premium. You know, the back is like a, this frosted matte metal on the kickstand that makes it feel like even more premium and it just feels like a it feels it doesn't feel like the same old switch i know the controls and all that shit is the same but like when you're when you're handling it it feels way more premium it feels like a pro but without the pro features and i can't recommend it enough the price point is only 50 dollars more than a stock switch anyways uh you are getting more uh, gigabytes front like that are stock and you are getting, what the fuck else? You're getting the LAN in the dock. 
which is awesome. So you, you're kind of getting like the whole package slash like greatest hits of the stock switch now uh, with the LAN and all these extra things that better kickstand. You're basically getting the switch that we probably should have it at the beginning. But so far, my experience is is I'm like I'm amazed I, I actually am amazed I think the screen is well worth it and uh if you stack if you stack that on you being in a place where you would want to play it handheld more or you you want to take it more and you know experience handheld gaming more it makes it such a better handheld game system uh n- zero improvement in the in the docked mode outside of I guess LAN which I guess that's an improvement there it is but um, tabletop mode is probably the most surprising. I really didn't expect to do that much with anybody. And, uh, I've been doing it a bunch lately with different people. Like I, I, that, that whole experience is actually well worth it. Uh, because before the screen's so small and you're huddled around it, it, and it's only set to like one angle on the old switch. So dealing with that smaller screen, you're kind of dealing with tighter shoulders. <laughs> you're like right up against the other person. Uh, you kind of have to like squint if you're playing like smash, obviously there's a lot of shit going on on screen. Uh, the, the level select and the character select alone can be kind of cramped and then let alone trying to track your players, especially if you're playing more than two people, it gets very, very busy. But even just this small upgrade to the size of the OLED makes it well worth it. So if you can get your hands on a switch OLED, I would highly recommend it. It's well worth the money. And that's my experience so far. I've been I've been absolutely enjoying it. I can't wait to play more stuff on it. Can't wait to play Pokemon on it. That's coming out in like two weeks. That's so weird. It's, it's like so soon. Um, we're going to be back in a Pokemon game. Crazy. Anyways, I appreciate all of you guys. Today is Thursday. It is, you know, it's another day in paradise. Uh, happy home paradise. I think that's what it's actually called if you're playing Animal Crossing. And uh, don't forget that update is available today if you want to play it. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully you guys enjoy Animal Crossing and check out Rise of the Republic. Call of Duty comes out Friday. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. So uh, play something. Go play something. Show a new game to a friend or a family member. Show somebody the podcast. Leave an Apple podcast review that helps out a shit ton. You don't even know. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.